Hey, welcome back to the SBB podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm Susie Botello, your host, and this is episode 162. Hey, I've got a special message for all of you. If you sign up to our newsletter, you'll get the message. Um, I want to let you know this episode is our anniversary edition for the SBP podcast. Six years, 162 episodes. This is crazy. Um, also, um, just want you to know that I'm working on something really cool. Um, go to our Patreon page and sign up for free. There, are, I, I've turned that button on because they've done something really cool. They said, hey, you guys want to work and build your community here as opposed to trying to build it in all these social media sites with all those crazy algorithms and control freaks running them. Uh, instead, you know, we're opening this up. So go to Patreon. Uh, if you're already a member, uh, I mean, let me put it this way. If you're already there with an account, then you can um, sign up for hours, become a member of ours for free. We can communicate together. Uh, we can share, you can share your feedback. We can follow up on the discussions that we have here. I mean, I think it's going to be really pretty awesome. We have a great opportunity to share things. Uh, we can hopefully bring some of our guests on there. If they're willing, I don't twist arms. I just twist microphones. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm in a really good mood. I'm here to celebrate our six-year anniversary. And the, you know, it's pretty cool that it just happens to fall on the day that we record our, well, it's not on the day that we record. This is the whole month. But uh, for the next recording that we do is actually going to be Halloween because the next Bait into film panel is going to be on Halloween and we're going to have a full panel for that. It's going to be a lot of fun if everything goes right and in the world and all that stuff because there's never a guarantee to anything. This is 2023 after all, but uh, we should be publishing that episode on October 31st. So what an awesome way to get get your day started or maybe end it uh, with our podcast uh, for Halloween after you OD on candy and sweets and gore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyways, uh, that's that's what I wanted to say. Go to our Patreon, sign up for free. Let's have some fun there. Let's share some feedback. You know, what are your thoughts about, you know, the podcast? What are your thoughts about particular episodes. Also, I'm going to be recording some exclusive episodes just for patrons. You'll also get, you know, some benefits like discounts to things like tickets for the film festival. We can talk about that. <laughs> I'm really excited. I can't wait to get on on the panel here. So let me go and step over there where the guys are waiting for me. You guys ready for this? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's our anniversary. Happy anniversary to you as well if you've been listening. My gosh, if you've been listening since the beginning, I, you know, just accept, I don't want to clunk my microphone, but accept this virtual hug 
my arms are together right now, crossed, just hugging you right now, because, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I love you all uh, for being here and for listening, and I hope we get to meet in person. Hope you get to meet me in San Diego, because I'd love to meet you. Anyways, let's go talk to our panel. What do you say, huh? Because I'm rambling a lot. Ready? Let's go. We are Fade Into Film. Happy Happy birthday birthday to us and you. SPP to <laughs> the <laughs> listeners. Hey guys, we blew that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to do it. <laughs> um, happy anniversary. Happy birthday to the SBP podcast, mobile filmmaking. Woo-hoo! Yes. Woo-hoo. So I am here with Joey Min and Jason Rivera. Uh, we all know where Levi is, right? Uh, nice. <laughs> Levi is uh, at a film festival, and so he cannot be with us right now. Uh, he's just he's just bombarded with film festivals. It's just, he's becoming a famous yeah. celebrity right now. I was like, congratulations on he's doing he's doing he his is, runs. That's like awesome. He huh? is doing so well. Um, and and you know what? Uh, you know, I know he's gonna listen to this, so we may as well tell him. He definitely deserves it because he's been working so hard over the years to make a wonderful film. And he literally made a wonderful film. So, uh, Levi, congratulations from all of us on on this big birthday bash that we're about to have. (laughs) Um, And Ryan uh, is out literally shooting a movie right now. Uh, so Ooh, nice. yeah, so nice. he had planned on doing it at a different, uh, there's something about the weather, you know, things happen. And so, uh, mm-hmm. they shifted and he's gotta be, he just has to do it right now. So he's out there breaking legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the funny thing what? is I, I never knew what that actually meant for a while until like a couple of years ago. Really? The whole b- break a leg. It's usually on a on a theater, it, it, like mm-hmm. a yeah. Leg. But it, it kind of makes sense, yeah. right? I never knew, like, oh, so you get casted. Yeah, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. One of the things that I I want to discuss on this birthday um, is that we opened up our Patreon for all our all the people here who are fans of Joey and Jason, uh, Levi, <laughs> Ryan. I'm going to try and force these guys to become free members of Patreon. Are you guys willing to do that? Nice. Okay. Sure. Please. All right. Please, yeah. guys. Um, and all of you guys listening, <laughs> we can communicate. We can ask questions. Maybe we can bring up, you know, some topics that you can ask a question about. And we can, you know, give some of our patrons, the the non-free ones, maybe we could give you guys shout outs during the show and things like that, like other podcasts do. What do you guys think about mm, that? That sounds great, actually. Does, yeah. 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 So you guys considered like being, you know, the joining on Patreon. Yeah. And we're gonna have exclusive episodes anyways. 
So I think that should help a little bit. Um, all right, enough of that because I'm really horrible at this. Um, <laughs> what one <laughs> of the other things that I wanted to do for this special episode now, six years, um, we started uh, this. I put out a sample episode, which was very short, on October 6th. And then on October 27th, I published the real long episode i think it was like an hour and something and um i couldn't believe it because when when i was editing this thing i was like wow this is actually i'm doing this you know and it was really hard for me to say publish this you know you're not going to believe what my rig was for the first one first of all i had my laptop in front of the window in the middle of the day so (laughs) not the best idea um but then i had i kind of had a similar rig than what i do now but i was using my shotgun microphone oh that was my first microphone it's like i was just grabbing things that i had on the field uh and i attached it with an xlr to the irig and plugged it into my computer cool nice yeah being resourceful right Uh just using what i had you know And so that was my first rig and that's how this whole thing started. And, um, I, I was really stoked when people that I would ask, Hey, will you be on my podcast? You know, that they were all saying yes. Like no one, no one has, there's only been maybe two people that have said no. And they never told me, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, then (laughs) they're like, no, and we don't want to tell you why we don't want, no, they're not, people are not that rude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was really cool to, to do this because I was meeting all these people from different countries, very far away. Some of them were coming to the film festival and it's really hard to find, you know, an hour to sit down with somebody and record the whole thing on video. And then it's like talking heads. That's really boring (laughs) that long, you know? So you have to fill up the video with stuff. And I was Mm. like, this is going to be too complicated to do, you know, for interviews. So I would shoot people with, you know, with my phone and I would shoot these little short interviews, you know. But there's like people everywhere and everybody's excited and they all want tacos and and they want to get back to networking with each other. And it's just really hard to do. And I was like, you know. That whole idea that I've been having for a long time to, wouldn't it be cool to have a podcast, but why would I want to have a podcast? The reasoning was not there. Like, you know, you always need like, there has to be a need, right? Before you do something like, you don't go cooking food when you're not hungry, unless you're feeding other people Mm -hmm. who are hungry, right? And so Mm -hmm. that need arose and I was like, you know, with a podcast, First of all, the internet connection, because it's just audio, doesn't have to be super incredible, right? Like it does with Mm -hmm, video. And um, that means that I could talk to people in Australia. (laughs) For some reason in Australia, the the broadband uh, there is poor. Um, I don't know why, but it is. And they have issues with it. But I could do record a podcast with, you know, some of the filmmakers all the way out in Australia 
or in New Zealand or, you know, in New York, <laughs> wherever. And that's where that need came from. And here we are now doing this. And this is episode 162. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's a voice inside of me going, gosh, and you were wondering if you could get through to six episodes <laughs> because right. that was the going rate that everybody said, hey, if you can do six episodes of a podcast, then you're in like 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 there's a number, right? Like people just quit after six or something and oh. that's it. Why is that after six? Like, like, I don't. It seems like there's like anybody has like a lot of things to talk about if they know their topic, right? Yeah, That's I think true. if you have a focus of some sort, like great segue, Joey. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for example, you run, it's not a podcast, but you have a, a, a series of episodes that you're constantly mm-hmm. shooting and publishing. Uh, on YouTube, how could you find content all the time to keep that going? That's, uh, oh, okay. So that's like a real question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) well, cause like, okay. Cause like, you know, I, I talked about before the idea of, of art and content, like content just feels very, how do I, well, I think, okay, let me, let me pivot this, right? I think I'm able to continue doing what we're doing because I I have core tenets of what I believe our channel is supposed to be. Like before, actually, like years ago, we used to upload a different video every day of like different, like, you know, of the weekdays, right? But and was that, the content was connected in some way? Like, and when I say content, don't get like, you know, it, it's... You're an artist. Everything you create will always be artistic, even if it's content. Look, (laughs) it's like writing a business letter, right? If you're an artist, (laughs) you know, there's going to be that flair that's going to be you, you know? Yeah. No, I understand. I I think it's just more of like, I think before when we first started, um, even though I I always knew I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a director. It's the people that I worked with, um, or at least make videos with, you know, not, not all of them were dedicated to become, you know, an actor or, or like being in the, in the craft, right. They were just my friends and they found it fun to make YouTube videos. And it was, you know, it was the only resource that I had. So I, I was just happy doing it. Right. And with that, you know, we did like, a lot of different things like, you know, the, the ske- like sketches and stuff like that, that would, would that was very much uh, in line with the YouTube, um, I guess, audience or algorithm, you know, back in the day, uh, being just obnoxious <laughs> people on, on the Internet making like sketches that, you know, the, the, you know, the things that would cater to a younger audience. Right? right. Even though that wasn't what I really wanted to do. And the more that I wrote these sketches, you know, they became definitely not that right and but but i knew that those sketches that i was making the stories didn't really pull or garner a lot of views because it's not it's really not for children which is like you know 93 percent of youtube so um so we had other things that we would uh, fill in every day so we had like and I don't know how we did this for years, but like we had martial art Mondays where we we do like it's kind of like a it's just like a minute kind of um dem- demonstration of, 
you know, us doing our specific martial art, like I, I do uh, Kung Fu and, and Steph does Taekwondo. So, you know, like stuff like that. And we got other uh, fighters or other martial artists that we know in the group to do that. Then Tuesdays, we kind of did like this BuzzFeed thing where we would go out to different, you know, restaurants locally, you know, like try out like, you know, like these restaurants or try out all these events. Then Wednesdays, I would upload gaming videos. Thursdays was like our main sketches and Fridays was vlogs. And we did that for like two years. <laughs> I know it's insane. I, like now I'm right. We, we, we did it. Then, you know, I realized like after a while, like, you know, uh, what I believe like quality by quantity, like it, it helped us learn our equipment and like, we developed mm-hmm. the workflow and we understood our style. And because I did it for so long, and so much that I realized, oh, okay, where I really wanted to go, right? So now, like, with our YouTube channel, like, and we're still able, well, now we're not doing, like, the everyday thing, but, you know, we upload every Thursdays, but uh, I never get burnt out simply because there is a goal and a vision and, and a, um, like, the core tenets of our channel. And it's really just, like, our filmmaking journeys, like, which is, like, our vlogs or whatever, um, and, uh, and, our actual film, you know, films, you know, shorts and feature films and web series, right? So, like, before, you know, the sketches were one-offs, but now, you know, making long-form content that spans, like, you know, a couple of uploads, it's easier to tell, like, you know, a story, and I don't get burned out, like, thinking of something every week, you know? So that's that's the thing. I guess I, I, I feel like it was good for us to do the whole YouTube thing in the beginning to really develop who we are as a group and our vision and our brand and know who we are. Right. So this aside, you know, we needed to make a lot of content to understand what content we wanted to do. That makes sense. Artistic side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Artistic side. It's like, I guess I always knew what I wanted to do, but with, I had to, I had to learn how to use the resources that I had. That's, and yeah, that's that's, but see, but see, it's the, you organized yourself too. So Mm -hmm. you had, and I think that's really good thing about youtube you know like also putting something out there and people would criticize you you know and you have to learn how to take that like it's is that a good thing for you a bad thing for you you know like and it's good like you know i have i i I know i have thick skin but at the same time like i understand i i also understand if what i'm doing is good or not right i don't i definitely don't delude myself be like oh i'm the greatest director (laughs) in the world like you know jesus (laughs) I, there are very few right. people like that, but they're they're out there, um, unfortunately. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't know about a few people. There's a lot. Well, there's you know I think because I I live um well the the indie filmmakers that I've I've ever known for the most part are not uh pompous. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I guess I've been very fortunate in that sense. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I know there, there are some egos out there of people who think they're all that and, 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 but you can mm-hmm. tell them apart very, very fast. And maybe you mean like the people that would go to a film festival just <laughs> to only watch their film, <laughs> <laughs> that those type of people. Right, yeah, no, right. we, we know, we know. Present their film. Right. Um, right. yeah, it's, um, I suppose, I suppose that happens, but I, I think also it's a tradition and sometimes people fall into a custom and they don't realize that, you know, the back end of that custom, right? Like, 
Like, for example, you know, I learned a lot about different cultures. I learned that in Samoa, they you don't turn your back to an elder. Right. That if you do that, it's disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. And But here in America, people turn their backs to people all the time. <laughs> There's no big deal, right? <laughs> and it's like you're not offending anybody. I mean, you have to turn around <laughs> for whatever reason. And... There's there's little things like that that, you know, people go, well, it's customary to go to a film festival, right? And this is what everybody does as far as what I hear is that people only go there or I witness that people only go there to see their own films and then they leave, right? That's just what people do. So I don't think... A lot of people do the things that they do because they're trying to be rude. I think they just fall into the easy stroll of, you know, doing what they think they're, you know, other people are doing, which is supposed to be fine. Um, But it doesn't feel good, though, right? If you go to a film festival and people are only watching their own films and they walk away, you're like, wait, but watch mine, too. Right. So I mean, it doesn't come across so well. Yeah. To the other attendees. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, and then, and then how do you, when you network with someone like Jason, like in our film festival, you all had something to say to each other because you had watched each other's films. So you uh-huh. take advantage of your presence and everybody's presence there to say, your film was awesome. How did you do this? And wow, I really like that about your film. And you like to hear it as much as you like to you know, dish it out, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh to other mm-hmm. people. And it it's it kind of strengthens your experience as you know, if you're gonna say you're networking at a film festival, it takes it to another yeah. level. Because now you have a I mean, Jason, Levi, you know, just if, like in this this, you know, this panel podcast, Joey, you had not met uh, Levi and Jason or Ryan before, right? Mm-hmm. Even though these guys have met each other, but Jason, you had not met Ryan or Joey before. And now it, it's like you form this, this friendship, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you follow each other and you know what each other does and you support each other. Um, and I think that's, that's a real, you know, depiction in a way of what happens in a film festival, the opportunity that you have, if you're going to go to a film festival, you want to be all in. But at the same time, it's it's up to the people who program the film festival to kind of embrace that and, and make that possible, you know, as well. Because, like, how, how else would you learn anything outside your own uh, stuff? Like, you know, it, it's good to obviously keep uh i guess chipping away at like your own style and whatnot but you know like i think people just other figure they'll do it there. online which is it's not the same nope, it's not for me jason share your experience as because you go to the a film festival right you go i mean we don't have to but i guess it's a good good container to put it in with film festivals but your experience you know a lot of People that go to film festivals usually, for sure, are the directors, right? Um, do the editors usually go? 
Um, I think the cast usually really tries yeah, to. Yeah, I was going to say, usually there's actors. Yep. But like crew, it's it's rare that I meet other crew. And, you know, maybe like obviously the directors, um, that's usually about it. Yeah. See, cause I, just, I never thought about that. Yeah, you're right. I don't see a lot of crew people at uni people it's at rare. film festivals. I am such a weirdo because every film I've ever worked on that I've gone to a film festival for, I've, I mean, I was a DP once, right? But all the other times I was, you know, a scripty, you know, or something like that. And I remember just a few, I mean, for sure the actors always do, you know, always go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the director goes, uh, sometimes the yeah. DP goes and, but I remember meeting, you know, not meeting, obviously we worked together, uh, but at least briefly, you know, meeting the sound mixer, you know, and I remember, mm. not, I actually do remember meeting the editor for this one feature film that I worked on at the film festival. This was in Temecula at the time and I remember meeting the actual editor in person whom I hadn't met on the set because film editors don't usually go yeah that's kind of crazy though that'd be kind of funny when you know you just meet somebody from G&E like (laughs) at a film festival like oh wow like yeah yeah right like I wired that place (laughs) yeah I suppose you know um we we as filmmakers in this industry, I think part of the evolution of it is, you know, especially with indies, right, to really make more of an effort to go to a film festival. Um, and speaking from my point of view, I designed the programming to bring people together and keep them together, you know, because uh, Jason, you remember yeah. everybody was saying, oh, my God, the way you programmed this was awesome. Um, cause there were breaks in between, but we opened uh-huh. up with a feature. Then we had, you know, the short films in between all these things we had, well, we had two sessions, two blocks of the short films, right? Between these, I was giving you guys enough room to meet each other. Plus there uh-huh. was the kickoff on the first day where a lot of, a lot of you guys came and met each other even before the first day right where we were screening films so Mm -hmm. it created a camaraderie between people who were participating to really want to support each other Mm -hmm. your festival to me felt more like a retreat (laughs) like a filmmaking retreat you know and i've been to several other festivals mostly in la and there's i've never been to one that felt like that yeah, you Besides were the one yours. of the people that I quoted a couple of times in, in in episodes. I think it was with Levi before you and I had um, our our discussion in our podcast uh, mm-hmm. together, um, which was, you know, you were one of the people that came up to me and said, wow. I mean, I remember the first thing you said to me was like, you looked at me and you were you had this huge smile. You were glowing. You know, you were having such a good time and you just. I, I had people around me and when they finally walked away and you were right there standing there. And by the way, Jason is tall mm-hmm. <laughs> and you looked at me and you were like, wow. And I was like, 
wow, you know, and you were like, <laughs> that was, this is incredible. You know, I've been to a lot of film festivals and this is so unique, yeah. so wonderful. And I loved that oh, you said it. that. I know, but I'm just. I meant it. And you had this look on your face like you thought I was BSing you, but no, I, I really not. meant it. <laughs> I really, um, I enjoyed it so much. And here I am and I'm thinking about the next one. And, you know, I'm getting pretty excited about it because I know that I know you're coming and um, I'm pretty sure Joey's going to come, too. And I think people are going to meet people and they're going to be so happy. And that's I was um, looking through I was I was looking for one photo of this. You know, when you look through, you have on your mind, I need this one photo. It's for an article that I'm writing. And I'm like, I just need this one photo. I remember this photo and I want it. And now I'm going through like 15 different hard drives. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking through thousands of photos and I'm like, where is that one photo? But it's taken me four hours today because I keep finding all these other photos and it's nostalgic. And there was this one of me where I'm looking at, I'm going to give him a shout out, Brian Hennings. He's in Australia. He came to our film festival one year and then he came another year. And on the second year, he actually won and he brought his wife on that one as well. So it was so appropriate. And he was surprised that he won and he was like so happy. And um, the photographer caught my face looking up at him and there's pure joy in my face. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I'm like, I look so happy. You know what I mean? Because how cool is that? You know? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's 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 what makes me super happy is seeing people at our film festival. Um, and sometimes I try not to think about that too much. But at other times, I guess I should say it, you know, that this event over the years has brought people to realize a dream that they had of making a movie mm. you know and and being celebrated for it around mm -hmm. other people you know and i think that's awesome mm -hmm. it is yeah so jason let's talk about what we were talking about in a little more now um as we were talking about scoring music for film for films <laughs> in plural, <laughs> especially <laughs> now, because you've done quite a few. Um, let's let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, since since you and I spoke and discussed scoring films in in the episode that we did, you've uh -huh. been scoring a lot. <laughs> You're scoring high <laughs> uh, uh, with projects. Uh, how's that going for you? And are you I mean. Do you feel like you're on a momentum right now, even more so than before, because maybe coming out of the pandemic, I don't know, but just throw it out there. Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's been a good year for, for me in terms of finding interesting and different projects to score. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it for several years, but for whatever reason, earlier in this year, I just kind of, I well, in the beginning, when you're first starting out and you come out of, you know, if you go to school for 
for music or film scoring, you know, you kind of have to figure out how to find work. And that was really challenging for me in the beginning. Uh, and, um, I mean, that was years ago, but for whatever reason, at the beginning of this year, I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't care if I get any projects. Like I just stopped caring. And as soon as I stopped caring, (laughs) it's like everybody wanted, (laughs) was knocking on my door to score something. And it's kind of like, you know, if you're dating or something and, uh, you don't really care. Yeah. You just give off that air, I guess, that energy that you're just kind of breezy and whatever happens. You play hard to get. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not at that point. My nonchalant uh, (laughs) attitude attracts. (laughs) It does. It's weird. It does. Uh, at least in my experience. Maybe sometimes so, the energy, right? Like now you're not in your own way anymore. And now. I think so. And I mean, it's to the point now where, you know, I have, well, I have two projects now that are going on kind of at the same time. They're overlapping. And uh, then I had another person kind of contact me a little bit out of the blue to score a feature early next year. Um, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty, and it's I kind of just feel like a jerk because I've been so busy <laughs> to even really respond to her properly. Yeah. So I have to do that because <laughs> I would love to do it. It's a, well, maybe it she'll listen to this uh, episode and she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I've been trying to tell her like, uh, cause I was just hopefully finishing up. I think I'm, yeah. I don't know if I have any more revisions on this horror film that I just scored, but I was doing like really long days of just like writing music for 10 or 11 hours straight. Wow. Um, and you, if you're uh, doing this for two simultaneous projects at the same, like when uh-huh. I worked in video production, we had, I don't know, like six different productions basically going on at the same time. And people would ask like, how are you able to just like concentrate from this one and then break that and go to another one and things like that. And I guess it's, uh-huh practice you know what i'm saying you just shift you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but they were still most of the time were with the same sort of theme because it was for a particular organization right but in your case you're talking about maybe doing a horror and a romance or something maybe those two go together that's exactly well (laughs) (laughs) oh really is that what you're doing those are the two different genres that's that are overlapping. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like that zombie romance. Uh, was it Warm Bodies? I know it, but I don't think I've seen it. it. You haven't? I have not seen it either. Oh my god, I freaking love that movie. It's awesome. It's. Um, I think that that time, like that movie, came out in a time where I didn't want to see love stories. <laughs> well, it's a it's a movie about zombies, but it's not. It's a love story, and it's very unique uh, in the way that it's done, and um, it has a happy ending for a change. So if you haven't watched it, now you know. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on how twisted I am, what I consider a happy ending to be. <laughs> Jason's laughing. We'll learn something you know. about you after we watch it. <laughs> right. You'll be like, huh, everybody died. Susie is a weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty intense. And so a feature film is not something you usually score? I haven't done a feature yet. 
I've done, well, the two that I'm doing right now simultaneously are longer form. Um, I think they're both probably around the 20 minute mark, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it'd be fun to do something even longer for sure. Different kind of challenge. That brings me back to Joey. Joey? Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a question for you. Um, are you ever yes. going to get an inkling to do an actual feature with a phone? I'd like to. I, I was actually talking to Steph about it. It's, um, you know, like, obviously, we do have scripts. And, you know, certain scripts might be like, hey, maybe that is a good you know, phone feature. Mm. You know. That's all you're going to say. It's a lot of planning. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm a very pre-production type of guy. That's why. So I just, I just can't pull the trigger sometimes and just go for it. You know, you know, there's uh, a lot of people that I've met over the years, especially on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't know why, but on LinkedIn, there's a lot of um, people who have asked me over the years, you know, I got a screenplay. Um, do you know anybody who wants to buy it? And they're talking to me, who's like trying to push people to just make their own films using their smartphones. And, you know, I wonder about that because there's a lot of people who ask me this. They're very passionate about what they wrote, the story, the screenplay, and they want to see that made into a film. And it's kind of sad that these screenplays are just sitting somewhere and they also get the urge to write more because you know you got to create you're you're a storyteller all these stories are coming to mind and you you write all these screenplays and then they're just sitting there and there's stories mm -hmm. waiting to be made when you know you have a phone and if you come to our film festival you meet people who can turn these screenplays <laughs> into films who are dying to have you know uh more reason to do yeah. it and um what do you, how many screenplays do you have just sitting by, standing by? Uh, like probably like four to seven kind wow. of, but like probably only two of them are features that we are planning uh, to do. Obviously it's just that uh, uh, resources, right? right at that Cause point. one of them is like Lord of the and Rings, right? <laughs> um, no, actually, well, I don't want to talk about it yet, but. Well, the thing is right now that we're this feature that I'm trying to finish, but I can't seem to because there are like random gigs that just pop up <laughs> that I already kind of um, have prom like, you know, it's I promised to already, even though I didn't think it was going to happen. So like <laughs> we have this thing like uh, I, I guess we're uh, next month. Actually, yeah, next month in the first half of the month, we wouldn't I wouldn't be able to be on the on the, one of the podcasts simply because like I would be working for like the month of November uh, with a, like in Atlanta and I won't be able to like record with you guys. But anyways, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. But in the woods, up. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but as in the long woods, as the it's time okay. sounds same. It's just no, at I'm least kidding. those, it's like, you know, yeah, it, it was like, you know, an eight hour day, but this one, it's, this is like a, like a feature for, um, it's a Samuel Goldwyn film, so obviously it's so it's kind of it's a, it's a bigger production, and it looks like I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, so, 14, 16 hour days. Uh, it, that's so cool. is this like a romantic uh, or a drama or something? It's an action comedy. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, Samuel, but he it 
how old is this company? Because they're they're up there. Samuel Goldwyn is the basically the the father of indie filmmaking. If you think about like mm. in terms of a production company, right? Because it's not one of the major Hollywood uh, productions, but it's one of the the eight major indie kind of production companies. Did they do TV you know shows mean? too? I believe so. Because they've been, like, Samuel Goldwyn, I believe the, was it, Samuel Goldwyn and, like, two other productions, I forgot what, are the ones that started, like, you know, basically, like, indie productions, right, in terms of, of, like, studios, right, that is in in Hollywood back in the... Yeah. Whenever. (laughs) Whenever it was made. Back in the 1600s. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when, like, Hollywood is basically run by... Uh, the mafia right right? so that was in the uh, so yeah so so technically it started in the late 1800s so then it was probably it was after they had sound right so it was probably in the 1900s so (laughs) the 1900s we're like talking like the (laughs) 1900s was like oh it was like a hundred years ago because we're in the 2000s is that how how we say it now um gosh i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) well at least i'm able to admit it i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but here i am and you're listening uh there's a podcast there we go i don't know how anybody can't go past six episodes yeah um yeah so that's that's really interesting so you have and so all the other screenplays are shorts uh, like the other ones, yes, definitely. Like sh- like short or technically they're still kind of like features because it's 40 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, that that's what's considered where it's considered, yeah. Yeah. Although... And some of them are kind of like written in the in the style of like web series or, or whatnot. But, you know, I, eventually I know I'll have the resources to do them and, you know, I'll definitely uh, find the actors and whatever that I need. So, yeah. That's but cool. like yeah, and that's the thing. Like we're we're working on a feature film right now. It's like it's close to done. If I just had the time to just sit down and edit the, the rest. So it's of already it. been shot. Yeah, it's already been shot. I, I'm literally at like the last stage. It's uh, it's kind. Of, I think I was like talking about it before. It's it's a film made in uh, mostly in VR. Mm-hmm. So oh, like yeah, you, you know, that. jumping the the technology a little bit because we actually had to go into VR and then create like cameras and. And like you know, um, rigs and cranes and jibs <laughs> and dollies in in VR. Wow! To like to for these digital for these like non realistic. You know, like the cameras aren't even real, right? So, <laughs> but that's the that's the funny part, right? So, and it's like you know, it's we've done it. So, uh, part of it, and I think we I need to ADR people. I need to like you know just uh, get their voices and just getting that to that point was like so difficult simply because like it was a good idea I thought but then because of the technological barriers that I would run into since you know nobody I mean there's people that have done it but very very few because there's a lot of uh documentaries that have been made through VR but not like truly like a true narrative story kind of feature yeah. uh like we're not the first but you know obviously it's still kind of very hard and now just trying to do this and getting my team to like be also acclimated 
with you know filmmaking but inside like getting crew in into the vr is like it, it was I don't even know how to, to explain Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to we trying to even visualize it. It's kinda, I guess right. we're just going to have to watch this film and experience <laughs> this film. Right? Like, I would run into problems that no one has ever had a problem before because this is like one of those, you know, obviously it's like a something new. So I had to figure that out myself. Yep. Like, oh, my God, such a headache. <laughs> wow. It's like take a yeah. couple of Tylenol. you can you can hear the stress in my voice and like so i thought the rest of the year i'd be able to like finish this and then like gigs that i promised that i find contracts like at the beginning of the year for i'm here and i'm like oh i just want to finish my movie (laughs) you know do you feel like sometimes like you can't move on into another project and Mm -hmm. definitely it's this is we usually even for like we had a previous feature and it took us about like six months to to like finish right and and that was that was definitely not bad right but this one it's been like a year and like a couple of months and it's i never and i never thought this it would feel this uh this bad like just like working on this project for so long and simply because you know uh, starting with just doing shorts, like it's sketches to shorts to like web series, you know, now being able to actually write uh, like feature film length stories that I think is, is okay. You yeah. know, like it, it's, it's uh, it, the longer it takes, I, I realize like, Oh my God, like, you know, like that, that, uh, that it's a different, it's a different mindset. But it's kind of like what you were saying before. I mean, you've got this calendar, right? You know, Mondays mm-hmm. you do your Monday martial arts, Tuesdays you do this, mm-hmm. Fridays you do that. Yeah. And so, and this happens every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but th- I think it, it's different though. Like as a person that, you know, now that I'm writing feature films, like it's not like, I think everybody starts, like it's easy to think of, of a one minute story, then a thir- three minute story, yeah. then a 10 minute one, right? And you keep on going. It's like, I don't think anyone could just write a feature well you've got the whole layer on top of that is what i'm trying to say now you've got this feature film layered on top of this regimen that you have created for yourself yeah so you know and i I guess it's the same thing with jason i i thought that you know i was like no i'm not gonna care about that stuff i'm just gonna really focus on my own stuff now everybody (laughs) like it feels like uh, like a dozen jobs just opened up for (laughs) my group and i and we're like (laughs) I guess we should take it because we need the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Patreon, Patreon yeah. for Joey too. <laughs> so Please. join us on Patreon where these guys will be, and then you can join them on their Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we share the love. Um, you know, Jason, it, it's kind of the same for you too, right? Because now you're going to do a feature after doing these shorts. Do you also feel like it's it's going to be hard for you if if you're doing short film scores and then you're doing that feature on top of that um yeah i think actually i think one of them will probably because i started basically scoring it as part of the pre-production process in this this one film um i don't think it's going to actually be shot until early next year so and then that's like three months away (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm assuming that i mean there have been some films that i scored that i didn't have any revisions 
but mm-hmm. I can't assume that every time, you know, so I'm assuming, you know, there might be some revisions and maybe even some new things that need to be written once the film is shot and starts to being, uh, being put together, edited. Yeah. Um, so there is a chance that that particular film could overlap with the feature that, um, I mean, it's not set in stone that I'm going to do it, you know, but I'd like to, yeah. we'll see. Um, but yeah, there is a, I suppose there is a chance they could overlap. Uh, and the thought of that is very stressful. Thank you, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> Here, have a piece of this birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, no it, it's okay. you know, I do. I've I've done this. You know, there are other founders for film festivals that every year they go, you know, they're directing also the film festival. And they're like, this is the last year I'm doing this. I'm not doing this another year. And this is our 13th annual edition. And I stress it is a lot of stress because usually things you i mean things go wrong there have been times Uh when things have gone to the point to where it's like wow are you kidding me this is it this is the end you know (laughs) and you know like like even when we had covid right where i had already had i think i had so we had had i think our 10th one or something like that i can't remember but it was like no something always ends up working out it's like like joey and and for you you know you've worked with different films so many times and you know things happen but somehow things always sort of come together at the last minute but they don't come together because you're chilling and going everything's gonna (laughs) work out just fine it's like it comes together because you stress out and you work really hard and you're begging (laughs) for things to get better and to work out um and and that's why we go i can't believe i'm doing this again (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) and you're volunteering to do it again because no one's forcing you not in this industry you know nobody forces you to go out there and make a film Unless you're listening to this podcast and you know that Susie's trying to push you to <laughs> make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care what you make it with. Um, I think storytellers really got to get those stories out. But I'm saying, you know, why not grab your phone and be a part of this community here um, and make a film with your smartphone camera? So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's. It's a lot of stress, but we are, this is why I always say, you know, I think I probably said it with you, Joey, in some of the, in a couple of the episodes that we were in together, where I said, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a special kind of people to to make it in mm-hmm. this industry. And I don't mean make it like successful, but to want to keep at it, to want to want yeah. keep being involved. Because I think, I think I was like, thinking about that too it's like uh, i after a while i think i just you realize that there are different um, metrics of success for different people Mm -hmm. and you know if anybody were to ask me like you know like you know why i'm doing all of this because like everything that i gain like any financial gain that i get from making my movies goes back into my my movies right so it's like you know, there obviously there is a reason why I'm doing this if I'm not making money off of it, right? And like, and 
if it's not to better my craft, then what else, right? It's no. it's a really good um, depiction of what humanity really is about, because a lot of people think, you know, humanity is you know being with your family, having fun, going to the nightclubs, going out to restaurants, cooking, hanging out, you know, and then you do your job for somebody else, right? And that's how you make all the other things happen. And so it's very hard for people on that sphere, that part of the of the sphere in this on this world, to think that there are people like us who have this need to work really hard at something that we're not. Somebody's not paying us to do. That's true. I think people don't don't see the 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 merit of it um, unless they were part of it, right? And how would I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> you're laughing. There was a long period of time, especially when I was like, just kind of starting out and learning and really getting into it, where I wouldn't hang out with anybody who wasn't some kind of creative on purpose, because I I just I think most people cannot understand what what you just what you just said, you know. And uh, I wasn't willing to like be discouraged or I just wanted to be around other creatives. You know? And it feels right. like they're being negative when they start, you know, why are you doing this? Why would you do this? What is, what is in it for you? How are you making money? How are you, you know, what, how, why don't you stop and do something that it's very hard to get along with people when you're doing this, which is part of why, I think, you know, like what I said before, it takes a special kind of people where it really does become a community and mm -hmm. you need that support from each other, which is why, you know, doing a little roundabout, I created the right. film festival so that people have that, that feeling of belonging, you know, with each other. Camaraderie between, yeah. Because like I, I think though, as as creatives, I think the one thing that we we do have is like honesty. Like we we're very much honest with ourselves, knowing why we do certain things, right? Like, um, I think a lot of people that do find their metric of success is because they've been honest with themselves, knowing that like say, yeah, I'm not gonna make money from this, but I really love what I do. And eventually, after so many years, they're like really good at what they do and they start making money off of mm -hmm. it, you know. But then there's other people that are at first you you believe or you think that they're also creatives, but then you find out, you know, they're only in it for something else. I I guess like I don't know if, I'm not calling anybody out, right? <laughs> but I, I guess I'm sure this is a very also a common example like i knew somebody um somebody who 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 was an act like an actress and and always wanted to act or or whatever but then instead of like actually working on acting this person did everything else everything that she everything that was trending i guess in terms of like you know social media like type of of stuff right and and none of obviously like she didn't work on any skill set so she wanted the fame nothing worked she was looking for fame she wanted the yeah. fame right 
even though it's like, oh, I I wanna I wanna learn how to act or I'd like I wanna be an actress. I'm like, okay, do you have any, you know, do you have any like idols? Do you have any like people that you admire? No, I don't really watch a lot of movies. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> But they know all the celebrities' names and all the gossip and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, and you know. But they don't know the work, right? You know, they don't know the the craft. Like, okay, well, what movies have you seen her in? Like, oh, that very, you know, that's why. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, it's, yeah. So that's why what Jason was saying, like, you know, like surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. It might not be of the same uh, genre or medium that you're doing, but like. Once you meet another creative, it's you understand what they're going through, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like that's that part. Right. So there's a camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why I think, you know, the part about, you know, the money. Right. It's like, well, no one Mm -hmm. person is going to give you a thousand dollars, but there might be a thousand people who can give you each one dollar. Yes. The thousand true fans concept. Yeah. And and that's that's why I'm. I'm starting to be able to to push the Patreon thing a little more, you know, as this grows, because I feel like, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, and you've got one dollar and then you say to your friend, listen to this podcast. And if they like it, why don't you give them a dollar? You know, you're not giving a lot, but the more people that give a lot, you know, not a lot. They give a dollar or five dollars even a month, for God's sake. That's like cents a day, right? But the more people Mm -hmm. that do that, the more, as far as a community is concerned, the more that you're supporting the, the art of creating. Because that way, you know, Joey, instead of having to do his regular job, can concentrate and focus more on this. And well, if, yeah. if if someone gives you that for you to create mm-hmm. your stuff and helps you and supports you in that same way, the more that you mm-hmm. can do what you're wanting to do as well, you know? Right. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. But, like, you know, it's it's also, like, it's the thing is, like, even if nobody gave me a dollar, Right. Like I, I, I know I'd be doing this till, you know, my last breath. Yeah. Right. Like, and there's a reason why I, I have like three jobs on top of the other stuff that I do simply because like, I love it. And, you know, and I'm happy that there's even like one single soul out there that actually appreciates what I do. Look, if you're an, ent- yes. an entrepreneur and you believe in something and you're creating something and you're just eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for like three years, you know what I'm saying? Before it finally oh, yeah. gets finished, but then you're making a million dollars. You know, you feel <laughs> like you have that goal. Now, with art and filmmaking, and, you know, if you're writing books, you know, creating your painting, whatever it is that you're doing, it's different because you're not seeing, you know, you're not an entrepreneur looking at that. You're not plotting it in that way. You're not strat, you know, you don't have this strategy where you're going, but at the end of here, it's gonna. I'm gonna start making. So it's just me surviving until I get to here. We don't have that. Our horizon keeps moving from us, True. you know, and we never really reach a horizon in that sense. For us, the horizon, instead of being external, is more internal. Mm. If that makes any sense, yeah. on 
the gratitude that we get from being in that process of creating, you know, as opposed to an entrepreneur who's creating a product per se, where they're aiming to see that product being finished. Yeah, I I, I get it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a different mindset. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And that's why it takes special people. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So um, the civilians won't understand. The civilians, <laughs> we are warriors. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Joey used the correct word, though, for me, too, is though he used the word love. Yeah. And yeah. so if you love what you're doing, it will sustain you. Oh, I always when everything think else it, is yeah. falling apart around. You, Art is you know? very well, very much connected to the heart. Right. Because like all of this, I mean, obviously, I've been doing this for a very long time. It doesn't. Like I mean, for a very long time, it didn't pay the bill, didn't pay the bills, but it definitely fed the soul. And you know, the more that I worked on like being away from it all, it 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 hurt me more than than you know, taking a a cut of 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 money, um, and and just working on like even these little short films, like anything that I could do, like just filming, like like a little short film with legos and, and remote control cars so was cute. like it, it it made me feel so much better than it was not to do it you know so yeah i have days you know like me writing you know um i ha- i for a long time all i was doing was writing you know articles for the podcasts guests you know that's the other thing i do every podcast guest i write an article uh for them like joey and jason know this Um, Mm -hmm. if you're listening because you've been a guest, you know that I do this. So I really add more stress (laughs) (laughs) to myself. But what my other kind of writing, which is more personal, um, I was feeling like I was lacking something and for a long time. And then all of a sudden I went, I, and, and I got the, opened up the, the sub stack thing, which I decided I was going to make a more personal somebody advised me, you know, people want to know more about you personally, you know, and I'm like, who's these people? So just Uh trust me, you know? And so I was like, okay. So, and as soon as I started writing my first article there, my first story, it was so personal to me. I talk about my grandmother and why I'm so, you know, into storytelling and all that. And I felt so good after. And I was like, that's what I was missing. That's mm-hmm. what I needed, you know? And so I missed that, you know, I've been writing when I was a kid I and a teenager and everything, but I was just, I wasn't writing articles. You know what I'm saying? I was just writing, you know, either made up stories or thoughts and concepts mm-hmm. and things like that. And that was something I needed to do, you know? And I'm not doing it because, I mean, I write a lot of stuff, but I don't publish everything that I write. It's the process and it makes you feel mm-hmm. good. And then there are times I'm like, I want to make some music. I'm not Jason. Don't try to hire me for that. Uh, <laughs> hire Jason, please. Uh, but I'll grab GarageBand, open up all the loops and stuff, and I'll start creating something there. And I've spent my entire weekend um creating stuff because i'm in the mood for that i need it 
It's like when your body calls for, I don't know, spinach or something, you ever get a craving for something like that? Water. <laughs> Water, there you go. So something that your 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 body is craving or your brain is craving, like I want to watch, I feel like just kicking back on the couch and watching a long feature movie and for whatever reason, this genre in particular, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Definitely. need. Yeah. An itch. Yeah. <laughs> an itch. Yeah, it's a need. It is. It is. I mean. Scratch that itch, guys. Make your <laughs> movies. <laughs> so um, I don't want to say, I'm trying not to say any last words because it sounds so post-mortem or something. Um, <laughs> uh, but is there anything else you guys would um, like to share with our listeners? Joey? I guess I'll repeat what I said earlier. I think the whole thing quality by quantity. The whole thing. What? No, just, just <laughs> the just one kidding. thing like the quality, quality by quantity. I, I know that sounds weird, but I guess it's like the idea where I think I've been seeing a lot of artists say that they don't do the work unless they feel inspired or or motivated to but how can you work how can you deliver and execute your vision if you don't have the skill set to back it up right mm. so sometimes it's like i think with art at the same time if you if you do love it right like it's a you got to show up even the days when it doesn't feel great to do art because you practice your craft and then one day when you are inspired when you are motivated you have put in the time for you to have practiced and execute your vision exactly the way that you want it right so quality by quantity or quality through quantity i guess that's what i mean i think that makes sense though too especially with something like this as opposed to you know like i feel like having an ice cream (laughs) I was trying to differentiate a long time ago between, you know, you always hear people, usually business people, stop dreaming, you know, or they they equate dreaming and wishing as being the same thing. It's not. To have a dream is not the same thing as wishing that you could have pizza for dinner. You know, it's just it's two different things altogether. And um, there are a lot of people who think, you know, dreaming is not a good thing. I know there's a lot of parents uh, out there, especially from some of my friends and, and my own even when, you know, when I was growing up, um, who would discourage me through art. Art is not, you know, stop dreaming that you're going to be an artist. Stop dreaming, you know. Um, it's not a wish. It, it A wish and a dream are two separate things. A dream is something that's inside you that lives with you. And I, I believe it's, it's, it's alive, you know, it's like an, a live thing that after some time, right. That dream turns into passion, but a wish is very, very temporary, very um, shallow in a way, as opposed to a dream, which is deep. Jason, what have you got to say? Oh, man, you're going to make me follow that up. That was good. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, hmm. 
when when you use the word dream and the way you explained it, it just sort of reminded me of um, my version of that is that I feel like ever since I was a little kid, I sort of had this force field around me of music. And um, it wasn't really a dream per se in any kind of tangible sense, but I realized as I grew older and through the years that that sort of energy field of music and sound and ideas and inspirations um, always stuck with me, no matter where I was, where I lived or what I was up to. Um, it sort of was always there. Um, so I think, uh, for some people, you know, that's just who they are and they have that impulse to make stuff. Um, and I think what also what Joey said about, uh, quality through quantity makes so much sense, you know, like how, how else are you going to have the voice to be able to say something unless you try things and make mistakes and make really terrible work for a while you know you kind of just have to go through that um and uh, you know one day it'll come in handy you know like for example in film scoring you you really you don't have time to wait for the muses to speak to you usually you know you just have to sit down and write and make stuff and write and write and hopefully you hit something that's good um and because you've made you know hopefully you've done a lot of terrible work through the years <laughs> to get to where you are you know you can write fast because you you have a better sense of uh, how to handle your tools and how to tell stories wow and that leads to your passion which is your foundation you can't build a house without a foundation definitely True. yeah it's the foundation exactly well it looks like you know for this this six-year birthday i'm i've learned a few things about how to talk about things huh um <laughs> definitely yeah exactly Absolutely. um look at that like that that's like a powerful ending yes yes right? i think so well happy birthday thanks for being a part of our podcast everyone um and thank <laughs> you to everyone who's listening who's ever been a guest in our podcast thank you and that includes these guys right here and the other panelists for Fade Into Film. And I'm just going to say something that's going to sound really corny, but I think you know it, that it comes from the bottom of my heart. I truly love you. So that's why I do what I do, and that's where my foundation and my passion comes from. So this time, I'll say it. Good night, everybody, and thank you. Thank <laughs> you.